member of the intellectual property and startup team at Alukane Yepote. And I'm joined with my friend and colleague, the beautiful. Yes, my. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to... She's blushing. Okay, so my name is Yoma Ojigoro. I'm a member of the dispute resolution and startup team at Alukane Yepote. Yes. <laughs> what are we going to be talking about today? Oh, something very exciting. Um, just general things we wish people knew about the law. We see so many misconceptions online. People are doing crazy things. And we just want to set everyone straight, really. Yeah. Yes. So, okay. what's the first misconception or um, from your personal experience or professional experience, what's the first thing that, you know, you think that people need to really know about how we as lawyers function and okay. how the law actually works? Okay, so this might sound a bit funny, but it's mm. not actually. <laughs> so the first thing I wish people knew is that lawyers don't perform magic. Right, true. And I'm sure you're wondering, like, no one expects you to perform magic. Yeah, but... But you see certain situations and mm -hmm. it's, you ask yourself, what's going on, you know? Mm -hmm. Are you actually expecting me to create something that... Nothing, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So here, what, what I'm talking about is that evidence is key. Um, a lot of times people have cases, they have disputes without adequate evidence to back up what it is you're saying. And what is evidence? Evidence is simply anything, whether tangible or intangible, that you use to prove or disprove an alleged fact. Um, in popular pop culture, receipts. your receipts. Show me the receipts. <laughs> yes, exactly. So uh, let me give a little illustration. Um, so just give me any random name. Randy. Oh, okay. Randy for <laughs> random. Okay. <laughs> so you have maybe Randy and then you have Jide. Mm -hmm. Two very good friends. They've known each other for some time. And um, Jide, by the way, is a baker. Mm -hmm. So Jide ask, um, instructs Randy to provide him flour, things to, for an event. He has a big event coming up on a Wednesday. And he tells Jide, okay, it's coming up on the 6th, Wednesday. Please provide me these things. And, um, you know, Randy, Randy hears that, no problem. But then the sixth comes, he can't reach Randy. Mm -hmm. Randy's not picking up his phone. Mm -hmm. Nothing is happening. He misses out on that huge event. On the other hand, like three days after, Randy shows up with all the, the flour, yes. everything he, he needed for the event. And Jide is clearly confused, like, why are you just bringing it now? I don't need it anymore. I'm not going to pay for it. But Randy's like, no, you told me to bring it on Saturday. So now you have a dispute. You know, one person is saying, I brought it the day I should bring it. Another person is saying, no, you didn't. Now you are approached as a lawyer um, by Jide mm -hmm. to come and, you know, settle the dispute or, you know, institute an action, basically, yeah. because he's not going to pay for what he didn't use. So first thing you ask, okay, where's the agreement? You know, at least where's the contract? Mm -hmm. The contract will clearly state when you should have brought it. And then Jide says, ah, he's my guy now. He's my person. No need for a contract. We just talked over drinks and yeah. agreed. Okay, no problem. Do you have... Text messages, please. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Any form of evidence to show... Or communication to show, you know. And then he was like, okay, um, yes, I sent him a message. Beautiful. Where's the message? And the message is the guy, what's up? Alpha. Alpha. <laughs> put on, wait, what's good? Like, put on, like nothing referencing, mm -hmm. you know, any, yeah. any interaction on where's my goods, 
you know, it's today, nothing like that. You just said, guy, how far? And then the court is supposed to interpret guy, how far as what? Um, so that's some of the challenges, you know, yeah. lawyers have, is we can't create something out of nothing. nothing. You know, so provide your evidence, bring your receipts, yeah. you know, to be able to have stand a, a fighting chance and have a good case. And yeah, yeah. so that's the first thing. Flowing from that, I would say that um, I wish people trusted lawyers more than they oh, trusted Google. Very. You know, because you have people that are like, you know, yes, I agree, I need to have an agreement, right? Okay. But instead of meeting a lawyer, you go on Google and you just, you know, download something and you just care. This is a personal experience of mine. A friend of a friend had come to meet me and said oh, that they have an agreement and they wanted to meet a company. Okay. And she, she and her partner had an agreement and wanted to meet a company. And the company had insisted that they, should, they bring their lawyers with them. And I said, okay, what am I going to be talking? Oh, no, you don't need to do anything. Just show up. I'm like, no, that's not the way it works. Just give me the agreement. Let yes, me yes. Let me know what's... at the agreement between you and your partner and this company. Let's know what exactly it is. And she's, you know, and I was like, you know, you're not going to pay anything. Just bring the, you know, agreement. I'm trying to give back to society. Bring the agreement. And <laughs> <laughs> so she brings the agreement. You. Yeah, and she brings the agreement. And I'm going through the agreement. And there's just some clauses that were a bit just steep for a startup. You know, okay, I just like, that there were like some what? obligations that were looking at the business, looking at the 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 the, the people. You you cannot you could not even carry. And the, but the one that blew my socks off was the applicable law. Two oh. Nigerians carrying on business, mm -hmm. wanting to do business with a Nigerian company in Nigeria, wanted to be bounded by laws in Singapore. Wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. Say that the again. Applicable law was Singaporean. Singapore. Singapore. So, like, what's the correlation? And I'm like, okay. And I said, ah, who drafted this agreement? I said, no, no, we didn't draft it all. That we just went on Google, downloaded, and we have all the terms. And I'm like, wow. We as lawyers are no magic shams. Yes. We are actually risk analysts. We can, from our experience, um, what the interpretation of laws, our, you know, how the courts will see things, we can actually help you avoid problems. So with having your agreement, we can look at your agreement, look at your situation, know the applicable clauses that would help you. Exactly. You know, in the event that there is a problem. So alongside not seeing us as magicians, we hope you trust us with your work and know that we can actually do that for you. Yeah, I, I think just to add to the whole Google fiasco, um, our brothers in the medical profession, yeah. I'm sure they suffer the same type of prejudice. So you see someone has a headache and is running temperature mm -hmm. and decides, decides to consult Dr. Google and yeah. goes on there and puts it. And Google tells you. Yeah, and in less than, cancer. yes, you, the person finds out that he has cancer, he has a brain tumor, he's possibly going to die in two days, like a lot of ridiculous things. And that happens because you are putting a, a, a very specific symptom in a very general, on a very general platform. Yeah. So same here, no, no two disputes are the same. Yeah. When you have your dispute, a dispute, it's very peculiar, it's very unique. So when you put it on a general platform like Google and ask Google to generate any type of agreement for you, you end up realizing that it's, it can't tie in, it can't really flow well. So you have to, you know, Consult a lawyer mm -hmm. who can make it more specific. Who and can actually I, help you, direct you for direction. Exactly. Yeah. And speaking about direction, 
for your applicable law scenario. Um, I'm not going to spill too much because you know <laughs> this is part of our profession, but there's yes. there's a way around it. There's yeah. wiggle room around it. Yeah. There's an exception to it. So if you want to know more about the exception, yeah, consult Obviously. your lawyer. <laughs> consult your lawyer. Yes, consult your lawyer. What's the second thing that you know is one thing, especially looking at social media, looking at you know generally around you? What's the second misconception you think people have? The third thing I wish people knew is that um, you can actually be liable for the things that you post online. Yes. Shocking, right? Yes. Shocking. Yes. Because we live in a world where people post anything they want. Freedom to. of expression. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I saw a good saying. It says, um, freedom of, of expression does not protect you from the consequences of posting silly things. Yes. <laughs> That's so good. Yes. So at the end of the day, people post anything they mm -hmm. like. Um, you go online and people are accusing other people of Baseless. Yes, baseless, yeah. unsubstantiated things. They're dragging each other on Twitter. Exactly. On things that don't even exist. And sometimes they think it's just bans. Yeah. But then there's actually something called defamation. And people do get sued for defaming others. Yeah. So um, when, when you go online and you post something that you know is false, you post it about someone else, every other person sees it. Even if it's just one person who sees it, that's called publication You've published yeah. so once one person sees it that person the person you are falsely accusing can actually sue you for defamation and it's in two ways so there's libel there's slander slander is like when you just it's it's not in written form it's not in permanent form so when you say something like maybe we're in a room together and there are other people and then i'm like i accuse you of something you're a thief Ah, exactly. So, uh, and then there's libel, which is the written form. So mm -hmm. your tweets, your blog posts, all of that libel. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's important to note that merely insulting somebody is not defamation. No, but are you saying that if, okay, we're just here together, we're just, you know, banting, and I go and say, oh, she insulted me, without, you know, does that tie up with that? Thank you for that question. Because I was thinking about... A particular scenario in my head last night, and it's imagine I slide into your DM. Mm -hmm. Maybe you are a business, you you own your own business, and I slide into your DM, and I am accusing you of being a scammer. You take people's money, you don't provide services, you are fake, you are this and that. But that that's in your DM, so you are the only one who saw it. Mm -hmm. But then you take a screenshot and post it on your page, share it on Twitter. Yes, for your followers to mm -hmm. see that. Yeah. See what this person is saying. Would that amount to publication? I don't think so. I don't think so. Because in that regard, the intent behind publication is that the person who is making that false statement is saying it to bring down your reputation, to yeah. attack your reputation. Mm -hmm. But if you are the one who is putting it out there, you are the one doing damage to your own your reputation. Self, yeah. So in that instance, you should just maybe make a general disclaimer like, this person has accused me falsely. I have never scammed anyone. It's not true. So pretty much not going to the yes. detail of what So you don't be the one to promote that sort of negative publicity. Yes, especially yeah. when it's private. So in that regard, it, it, it won't fly. I don't believe it will fly as defamation. Mm -hmm. Maybe it will fly as something else. Yeah, there are other yeah, ways yeah. you can address it. And but you know, it's so, so important that you said this, well, we were f I was following um, a celebrity case some while back with okay. a, a, a famous actor 
an actress. Okay. Which shall not be named. <laughs> and, you know, I followed the trial closely and I realized that one of the major things that one of the team was, you know, addressing in court was the fact that she gave she wrote she gave an interview on her opinion oh, of I a know bad marriage. Oh, no? I know of a bad marriage and how she was abused. And then after she gave the interview, she shared it to her Twitter. She shared it on Twitter so okay. her fans could see it. So she, the argument was around the fact that she published. Mm. You know, the fact she that was the one I gave you, I gave it. I wasn't the one that wrote it. It yes. wasn't, I, it was a news outlet. But the fact that I shared and I said, this is my story, please read. <laughs> that was defamation. Yeah. And then you now go into the part that say, you know what, since you have come to a let that I'm doing this, you have to prove. So the, I think justific. I think you should talk more about justification because, you know, the times where we've been hurt and bought, I mean, you've gone on social media, you bought something from a vendor that did not give you your money back and then you put it out there. Mm. Would I be held liable for defamation for saying the truth? So, before I address that point, I just want to say that, you know, these are very deep conversations. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you've heard about, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know if you saw, <laughs> but let's leave that. Okay. So, um, for justification, um, it justification simply means that you're justified in doing that. Mm -hmm. yeah. It means it's true. Mm -hmm. So, if someone has actually scammed you online, um, and then you go on your page and you're posting about it. This person, I paid for this uh, item. This person never delivered. And you post about it. It's true. Shows it happened. Receipts. Yes. Yeah. You pro provide your receipts. Yes. It happened. So the law is not going to say, oh, well, it's true. But then don't talk about somebody like that. No. It's going to say, yes, as far as this is true, this is a defense to defamation. So you will not be held liable for defamation at all. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. so next time you want to tweet about your opinions. Think before you tweet. Think yes. before you tweet. Think before you jump on. Okay. On, on Twitter spaces. Okay. So for you, like what, um, what else? One, one that comes to mind now is that um, following from the Google and um, comparing it with our medical field, I wish people would know that there's a, difference between our government agencies in the country mm. have different objectives okay and they're commissioned differently okay. and i think i'll say that i wish people would know the difference between a company incorporated on the karma that's the company's allied matters act mm -hmm. regulated by the corporate affairs commission and when you have your trademark registered in the trademarks registry Okay. And I say this because, especially dealing with startups and people, entrepreneurs, and they say, you know, well, oh, anything about my business is protected, I'm legally sound, and they're coming and they're saying, somebody is using my brand, and I have C's, I just saw. <laughs> and I'm like, do you have a trademark registration in the country? I said, no. No, no, they, they say yes, first of all. I'm like, okay, bring your documentations, let's see, and then they bring you CEC. So where's the trademark yeah. registration? Mm -hmm. And they're like, what's that? that this is not all I have. And, I've, and, I, and I think just to point that out, that in as much as you have a company registration, you have a company name that gives you an entity or you know, gives you a place in the market, mm -hmm. the branding you have is to different. protect it. You have yes. to protect it. It's different. And um, this government agency, the Trademark Registry, the Corporate Affairs Commission, what we call CEC, they do the same thing. They give you an identity. However, the use of your identity is different. Mm. And paralleling that with the medical field like you did, 
we have doctors. Everybody knows that the doctor is to treat and, you know, make sure you're okay. But there are several doctors for specific reasons. If I, you know, like a woman that wants to give birth, you have the gynecologist mm-hmm. that checks you your, go to your dentist. system. Yes, you won't go to your dentist. <laughs> then you have the pediatrician. It's a doctor as well, but they deal with children yes. that are sick. So the same way it is in the medical field, the same way it is in the legal field, we have different government agencies doing different things that may appear similar. You'll be like, oh, why do I need to spend money for my trademark? And it's like, yes, you already have an entity where your branding is a different ballgame. Mm. You know, there are different nuances with that. So talking to a lawyer would help you understand this is what this, the applicable law the applicable agencies, what you need to do and all that. And I think I just needed to put that out there. And I think a lot of people um, take advantage of other people's failure to protect themselves. Yeah. So you see um, someone start up, starts out um, a beautiful brand, it becomes popular, only to find out over time that another person has started using your brand name. A flying with it. Yes, and... I, and that's where the issue of passing off comes in. And I have a personal experience. Yeah, you know, that speaks to my actually second point. Oh, actually oh, because oh. I wanted to say that I wish people knew so the let's, difference. Yeah, let's just go there. What's, what's your <laughs> next the point? The difference between being inspired oh. and when you copy. Mm, okay. When you're inspired, you take out elements of um, something you've seen, the music, a book, you know, a phrase or some colors. You take that and you form something new. Mm. out of you i think we have to know that the laws exist especially intellectual property laws exist to encourage creativity not mm. stifle them so when you invent but when you just take something this is black is bent that way you take the same thing and you use it for yourself then there is a problem so are there situations where because you know we hear Several situations no, so we hear certain songs and it's like ah I mean, last, last, this song reminds me of, of, something. of something I've heard same before. Beats. Yeah, same beat, same <laughs> intro. In fact, the same <laughs> lyrics at some point. So are there times where the law will actually protect? Yes, yes. So what do you have to do? When you, when you let's, and, and I think we're going into copyrights, the different types of IP we're going into copyrights. Um, when you have a song and somebody does a cover, for, for instance, I mean, what's the latest song popping now? And someone does a cover in their own way. That's transformative. Mm. You know, it's different. It's not exactly, you're not infringing, but it's different. You're fair dealing with the, with the song. There. As long as the person is not trying to make profit, profit off it. from it. That's yes. one. You're not trying to, you know, commercialize off somebody's existing work. Yes. And it's different. What you're doing is transformative. Or you can have, the, I, I remember Fowles and this, this is Nigeria when he was critiquing, yes. you know, was doing something that he, I think, I don't know the American artist that did it. Yes. Uh, did Childish this, Gambino. This is America and Fowles did his own version of This is America. That is, he was critiquing he did something transformative with the yes. song, and though they had similar elements to it, but it was transformative. He was talking about our own issues in Nigeria, as as Gambino was talking about their own issues in America. So those sort of instances are different. You would clearly see that Faust owned it. There was several inventive and new things about what he did with mm-hmm. the beat and the song. So I think that would pass. Yes. So. <laughs> finally my personal experience because yes. this is paining me away <laughs> and it happened a while ago so um sometime in 2015 um i went to you know a very large retail outlet um some of you may know it as obalende markets 
Please tomato, stop. tomato, whatever. Please yeah, <laughs> just went shopping. <laughs> and um, so I went to get... Um, don't laugh. I went to get... I'm already laughing. Gucci glasses. <laughs> In yeah. the Malibu market. Uh, well, well uh. to be fair, like, things happen. Like, things happen. <laughs> so I, I had heard there was a particular store that, sell, um, that sold really Luxury good. goods. Yeah, so I went mm. there. I saw the Gucci glasses. Wow. Gucci. Very affordable. Like, really? I didn't have to break the bank. I was so Gucci. proud of myself. Like, you know, maybe, maybe for once or... No, maybe not just for once, maybe, but maybe I, they were just I'm, being I'm sure you nice. They were doing sales. Or yes, something, yeah. you know they were just, you know, mm. on the luxury good. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. just trying to give back to society and help <laughs> us. And... <laughs> so I, I got the glasses and I, I, I went home. Mm-hmm. You know, showed my siblings. I was so excited. Only, but when I looked closely, I realized that my Gucci glass was actually a gunchi glass. <laughs> like, so they are taking out the first C and mm-hmm. imputed an N. Wow. Gunchi. And yes, wow. <laughs> for you to see. So, <laughs> and no, but I think, I think we have, I have to um, clarify here. Okay. Copyright is different. We have several types of IP. Yes. Copyright is different. Trademark is different. Yes. When you are trying to pass off you're good as someone else's. That's trademark. I mean, that's a trademark yes. issue. The person can argue and say, oh, it's gunchy. But I'm like, in the phonetic pronunciation, in the first look, the get up. That's what I was going to, because it was very clear. In the market. Yes, it was yeah. very clear that what that gunchy brand, <laughs> what they were trying to do was profit off Gucci's established Google. name and goodwill. Yeah. yeah. And because of that, obviously, I was confused. Yeah, I, I would never the think yeah. there would be a Gunchi. What's yeah. Gunchi? What's that? What does that mean? You don't know about them, yeah. So, but so. You don't know about them. <laughs> You've given them airtime. Oh, my God. I, in fact, I thought of, if I still had those glasses, because I was so angry, I threw them away. Wow. If I still had it, I would have, this would be a good time to bring it out and say, oh, here no, it is. <laughs> so, but, yes. yes um, okay, so that's, that's fine for that point. Yeah. I think. Um, and I think just to stress okay. on the point, especially with trademark registration, the reason why you register, even though you have a copyright affairs commission, is to give you a brand, give you as a brand owner the right, the federal right, mm-hmm. to go to court and enforce your rights. Exactly. So trademark registrations are key. When your lawyer is telling you trademark registration, they're not telling you to collect your we money. Ex- we don't just we, want to I take wish, your money. And I think I would say, I wish people would know that investment you make, the your legal investment in your business is the best you can ever make. Mm-hmm. Because you can imagine, I've had several situations, especially with with brands that are starting off and doing so well, come and register trademark, oh, I have CAC, and then along the line, maybe you travel and you see someone using that same exact brand, and you're like, you want to enforce, yes, we could go through the hurdles of passing off and all that, but if you had a legal right, there's mm-hmm. several other avenues and you know regulators that can actually help you backing you on that legal right to ensure that your brand is protected, to ensure that you don't lose your customers in a competitive market. That's the reason why your trademark is there to distinguish, to dis- give you a distinction amongst other people doing that same thing. So, so basically, basically, just take advantage of the protections that are that the law provides. Yes, exactly. just take advantage of yeah. it. It's there. Yeah. Okay, so since we're talking a lot about social media mm-hmm. and all, um, my next point is uh, it's something I see online a lot. 
I wish people knew that the court of public opinion is very different, different from the court of law. Mm -hmm. And what does that mean? So you see um, a case, someone comes online, tweets about something that happened to them, a personal experience they had, or um, they were someone, you know, I, let me use the most popular example is, you know, instances of domestic violence. Yeah. So you see uh, a lady comes online and, you know, accuses her partner of being violent towards her. And the court of public opinions, Good senior drags. advocates of Twitter. <laughs> Twitter and all the other uh, social drags media platforms, they analyze, they criticize, they do everything, and then they drag the other person through the mud. Now, this other person hasn't said a word. There's no, even, there's no concrete evidence to show that this actually happened. But people just go off the whim and, you know, believe. It's like when you're a child yeah. and the first person to report to mommy is... It's the person that is actually saying yes. the truth. That's not so, true. Yeah. So, so, at the end of the day, what happens in a court of law is entirely different. Yeah. So, social media has given its verdict. And by its verdict, it says... Kill, hang. Guilty. Yeah, this man is an he, he abuse, yes, cancel him. He's an abuser, he's this, he's that. But then he decides to go to court, and in court, he presents his evidence. So he maybe has a video clip of the time when the woman was actually the aggressor. Yeah. He had to lock himself in his room, yes. she was breaking down the door and fighting, and um, you know, even shows pictures of times where he had to visit the hospital after she beat him up badly and he has evidence and people to come and testify yeah he brought his receipts yeah and at the end of the day the court weighs the evidence and decides that yes this man you know he was actually the victim mm. she's actually wrong the aggressor yes. and then at the end <laughs> when the court delivers its, its judgments verdict. yes it, it delivers its judgment the court of twitter it holds in favor of the man mm -hmm. court of twitter Everybody's angry and going crazy without realizing that a lot happens in court. Mm -hmm. So people say a lot of things. People say have a lot of game. They say a lot of game, but they can't back it up. Yeah, I think. So, to, I'm mm -hmm. sorry to cut you no, short, no, it's but fine. to tie into your point that there are applicable laws in the land. Okay. In court, the judge is not looking at how many opinions or the poll or who is for mm -hmm. who or no. He's looking at what the law says. There's, there are laws in the land and that's what the judge is bound by, not by your opinion or how you feel about a certain situation. So I think yes. tying to what you said, especially with Twitter, a while back we had, um, I remember the time when a an author of a particular work had given rights to a movie um, producer to produce something and I think Twitter came and had their own opinions and said that, you know, they, they had to pay her and, you know, there's a lot of back and forth on Twitter. And fortunately, she succumbed to that and, you know, went in to sue this movie producer for not actually, you know, giving her the rights and all those other things. And when receipts were presented, it turned out that Twitter was just Twitter. The mm -hmm. law was something else. So yes. I think no matter how much there is, no matter the noise and the hype on Twitter, you owe it to yourself to ask a lawyer, what does the law actually say? Mm. And that's it. Yes. Um, you know, before we conclude this point, it's, 
Important to also stress that there is a positive aspect to public opinion. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes it mounts pressure on people to actually do what is right. Do the right thing, yeah. Um, sometimes, and, and that's why in jurisdictions like the U.S., where they have a jury system, yeah, they ensure that members of the jury, do especially not, when it's a when it's sensational now case, case yeah. they ensure that members of the jury have stay not been exposed media, to you know yeah. public opinion yeah. online and all of that just to prevent them from bias so um yeah public opinion can mount pressure to the on government agencies yes on government agencies um, in fact, even sometimes, even sometimes, if we're being realistic on judges, so a judge knows that this particular case, people are watching. People are going to scrutinize. They are going to scrutinize. So he's going to sit up. He's going to ensure that he follows everything to the latter. He can back Hello. up everything mm -hmm. that, you know, he decides. And yeah, so I think... I think there's a good and there's a bad thing. But the most important thing is that you know what the law is saying and you cannot know what the law is saying if you do not ask a lawyer. Yes, so ask your lawyer. So we, wish, <laughs> we wish people would ask their lawyers more and would trust mm -hmm. our experience, our education. Yes. We understand what's happening in the country. Because we, we spend trust time in school and we know what we're saying. Our experience most especially. Our true, experience true. with dealing with diverse cases will be, able, will be beneficial to you to be able to tell you, hey, there's water ahead or Sometimes you can predict almost predict, you know, how Situation. the court will swing and yeah. what will happen if, you know, somebody takes a particular line of action. Um, so what's your final thought when it comes to dispute resolution and what's the one thing that you want people to get away with or just okay. get away from this? So, <laughs> there's a lot. I know there's a lot. Yes. There's a lot. Can you just give us, give me one? So I, I, I wish people knew that there were other forms of resolving disputes yeah. so going to court is not the only way yeah um, a lot of times people think that once you engage a lawyer it's because you are going to court no you can engage a lawyer for other things we do more than just going to court we like you you've said you know we are risk assessors yeah. we assess the risk and we can say okay um, let's explore other forms of dispute resolution yeah. For example, you have mediation. Yeah. You know, mediation is basically two parties coming together, coming together, sitting down and trying to have a resolution on a matter. Um, their lawyers can also be there, which is why just to stare, yes, not to be. And then when people mention lawyers, it becomes exactly yeah. just to make sure that to guide them as they go through the settlement process. There's arbitration. There's um, there's negotiation. And there's, yeah, so there are other, other forms that you don't need other to Other forms, to you don't court. always have to. My mom used to say this when I was a lot younger, um, that two brothers don't go to court and come back as friends, you know. And from my years of experience, That's true. it's true, it's true. It's true. Um, the only time you see people coming out as friends or coming out and be happy is when, most times when there has been an out of court settlement. So even while you are in court, you can actually still explore, that, explore yeah. the option to settle out of court. Yeah. So because then it's more like a win-win situation. Yeah. People settle and agree for things that they are comfortable with. Mm -hmm. But when you just leave it solely to the court, court should be your last resort. Going to court, litigation, last yeah, resort. All this, I will sue you. Sue yeah, you. any small thing, I will sue you. Like it's... And most of you saying that don't have receipts. So. Okay, true. <laughs> Bring your evidence. Yes. 
Yeah, I, I think there are other forms. Exploit, if your lawyer is advising you to explore another form of um, dispute resolution, mm -hmm. please don't see it as your lawyer being lazy or your lawyer... Yeah, he doesn't have the energy to fight. Yeah, he's not like... He's not like... Yes. No, yeah. he's actually... He has actually, you know, done his work mm -hmm. and is actually recommending yeah. something that will be beneficial yes. to you yes. because yeah. it will save your time, your money, your energy and all of that. Yeah, I think, I think my final thoughts are the same thing. Always speak to a lawyer. Always get a lawyer to speak to on every option you have, on what you're thinking because oftentimes, especially with IP, I find that, that people will talk to their friends... Mm. and they will be hurt in the end when the friend takes that idea and bonds with it and you're like oh what can i do and i'm like yes you should have spoken to a lawyer first to actually help you to tell you exactly what to go i think that is just the final thing we wish people would take our role as lawyers and the law in the land more seriously and not just you know do things and i hope that we've been able to clear some misconception yes, I, and doubts <laughs> yeah i just <laughs> i just I, I i also just wanted to add like um, you see a lot of time people have brilliant ideas and they go on social media and they post the idea and you know maybe just issue a little disclaimer please nobody should use it like what, and what then does somebody that mean? just takes it and tweaks it a bit and then you now say ha it was my idea yeah and sometimes Not you know really. two people can think of the same the thing same the same thing. way you're thinking the same way i'm thinking yeah. so who's to say who's to say who thought of it first yeah, it's who is doing doing it first yes know? so that's that's important and um, I think my final, final, final <laughs> thought, not, not even thoughts, you know, my final comment is a lot of times, I'm sure every single lawyer who has passed through law school and all of that has heard this statement. People say, oh, once you become a lawyer, I'll go and look for trouble. I'll look for trouble and That's I'll come. We, we are not before you look for trouble come, come to us yes, yes come, come to, to us. us we will tell you what it type of trouble it. you can look for the extent to which you can look for if that trouble if it's even necessary to look for the trouble exactly yeah. if it's necessary um, what will happen after you look for the trouble how we can prevent it like we are able to help you act as both risk assessors and troubleshooters so when and problem solvers and problem solvers yeah so please please reach out to your lawyer please have a lawyer um on standby for any look at your doing. agreements look at everything don't go on. i understand that we're in this do-it-yourself era everybody wants to do it themselves but have a lawyer coach you through the process of doing it yourself so you don't go and take on obligations that you sign to you know you sign with your own hands and then you can't Yes. Fulfill. So, so always, protect yourself. Yeah, always look look for a lawyer. I'm I'm I've thoroughly enjoyed chatting with you. Yes, Yuma, it's and been I hope fun. That, <laughs> and I hope you guys have taken one or two things away from what we have said. And think before you tweet. Yes. <laughs> bye. 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 <laughs>